Here they come! Ahoy there, and welcome to episode 21 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average, or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and with the new Pirates of the Caribbean now out in cinemas, today I'm joined by Matt from NeoZaz Productions to take a look back at how the undead stand up, haha, from the first film. You! You can run! Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I, I, I'm good, and I am curious uh, <laughs> about, the, about this subject because it's, it's one I know very, very little about. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I can't speak for anybody else in the UK, but, but personally, um, my only knowledge of Pirates of the Caribbean um, came from the American comics that I was buying in the, in the early 70s there were these adverts in the back for these model kits Pirates of the Caribbean model kits which were called zap action kits okay and okay. and it was like do you remember the old Aurora model kits where you built a Frankenstein or a, or a, a mummy or a Phantom of the Opera and they that, they were on a little scenic base yeah 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 they were like them but 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 they were called zap action because they had a hidden little lever and if you move the lever then the model would actually move you know? Oh, okay. I was wondering where the name came from because I was thinking uh, Snap. I remember Snap together uh, models, but the Zap threw me off. But now I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you had these line drawing adverts in in, in the DC and Marvel comics, and I, I was rather interested in them because you had, you know, uh, uh, skeleton pirates. You know, and but it looked odd. I mean, I didn't know anything about the background to it. It just looked like Treasure Island. But with pirates, you know, and mm. I, and then probably forgot about them because the, the the model kits never came out over here. At least I never saw them. Um, and it wasn't until you know word came out that there's this film coming called Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's based on a, a a Disney ride that I actually knew that there was actually a a, a back history to this. Really? Yeah. No. 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 It, you never saw it. it that's it, okay. It, no, 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 I. I, I, I as I say, I'm only speaking for myself, but I can't remember any time when it, ever it was discussed on a TV show or a travel program program where when somebody went to America. I didn't know there was a Pirates current being right at all. That's that. I'll tell you why that really surprises me. I mean, one because I mean, obviously, I know that the ride exists. Um, first and foremost, it opened. Oh man, I think if it didn't open with Disney World. It was very close after. I'm pretty sure it did, which means it's one of the very first rides in that park. And that that park, I, there's an interesting distinction that that park and myself are the exact same age. It's actually <laughs> just a couple months older than me. It opened a few months before I was born. So it's been around my whole life. Beyond that, it was a ride at Disneyland, which opened 17, 18 years, if I'm doing the math right. It opened in 1955. Um, actually, it's yeah, that's about right. 1955, and it was an original ride from back then as well. Maybe not opening day ride, but within the first few years. So it's like it is it is a ride that built Disney parks. 
the fact that you didn't hear about that until the movie came out just absolutely astounds me because that is like it's <laughs> we're talking in in its golden years it's in its 50s as far as the ride's existence at all and you're just hearing about it i i'm, I'm blown away by that well i'm blown about away by what you just said there i just assumed because the the zap action things were like very early 70s that this was a ride that came around in like the late 60s i'm i'm astounded that it it was actually came out in the 50s I think so. I, well, I, like I, I get, like I said, it was, it was in the park, uh, originally. I'm looking that up now. Did, I am not up on my Disneyland history at all. I mean, most of, most of my theme park knowledge comes from being smack dab in the middle of Universal Studios and Disney World in Florida. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of school when it comes to, uh, the Disneyland stuff, but I do know it existed before the Disney World one. So even if it was a year before, we're still talking forty-six years. So which is you know coming up on on fifty-ish years. Oh, well, that's that's right now. But we're still talking within the forty thirty-five to forty-year realm when the movie came out. But I, I, I'm guessing if you are talking, you, you, you know, mid to late fifties, of course, that was the heyday of a lot of pirate films were very popular in the fifties, especially Disney right. with, with with their version of Treasure Island. Um, but do you know the backstory to it? Who who created it and and, and why? Who came up with the, the, the notion of having an undead, you know, pirate crew for a ride? Let's see. Well, first, uh, let me. I just looked this up, and this is you. You, you hit the nail on the head with the late '60s. So I, I was off. It was not an opening ride with Disneyland. It opened on March 16th of 1967. So you were yeah. right with your assumption there. Right. You were so okay. So you're you're right on there. Now, as far as that, this is where again, I, um, my my Disney lore is not strong, but while Walt Disney was alive, he was much like this. And this is going to be a weird comparison that I never thought of before. He was much like the Steve Jobs of Disney World, where he had his fingers and he didn't necessarily come up with the exact design and the exact stories or the even the mechanics for it, but he knew exactly what had to happen. So. I'm going to guess that he probably was part of the idea conception and then let people that he hired and surrounded himself with to pull these things off start to work. But then he would walk through it step, step by step right. and decide what would work and what wouldn't and what needed to be added. So it's not – Walt Disney definitely oversaw beginnings of both parks. I, I, he passed away before Disney World opened, but Disneyland had his fingerprints all over it. So even though he didn't do – necessarily everything from beginning to end it wouldn't have been what it was had he not been overseeing it so much of the credit really does go to him when it comes to the inception of this entire saga right i mean i I was looking into the background you know of the ride for this episode and um i i saw a thing on youtube about how they updated it to tie in more with the the uh, first pirates film um but do you know did the ride over over the decades did did it evolve? Did they add new bits? Did they? Uh, what were the what did the pirates look like to begin with? Did they did did they look radically different to how much they look like now? Were they more cutesy versions or or, or what? They were more bordering on like cartoon slash caricature versions, and they still are until you get to kind of the final area where they've added Jack Sparrow. Now right. um, he's much more human looking, but the 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 like the pirates. When you get into there's a there's a famous scene where you're you're floating through a town and and the pirates have kind of taken over 
with their debauchery and their drinking and their partying. And, and at one point there was one chasing a woman. Now a woman chases him with a broom within the, the political correct society we right. now live in. But uh, there, when you get into that room, you have you have your your dirty black bearded pirates. But you then you also have them mixed in with your kind of cherub faced ruby cheeked yeah, ones for a little bit of a laugh. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little combination of both. None of them. Until they kind of started redesigning and tweaking it for the movies, none of them were ever really scary or like that kind of grimy looking to the extent that they are now. But but not they didn't completely overhaul the ride either. So they just kind of added that so you can feel like it has a connection with the movie. Right. Because I, I remember when the publicity came out for the film and it was saying it's based on this ride and that there are going to be things in the film that if you've been on the ride that you will know. Because yes. I, I didn't know any of that. So there's there's, some, there's something about a dog with some keys yes, uh, yes. near the beginning. And um, I read that and it's like, okay, this is significant if I've seen the ride. But I haven't yes, seen the is. ride. So I and don't know why that dog's there. <laughs> the, the very... Two, first two things my wife and I noticed this, the second we saw that movie in theaters was it was the dog with the keys because it, it is exactly the shot that you get on the boat in the ride. Then there's a scene where the um, uh, Barbosa's boat and the uh, I'm not sure the fleet the, whatever the uh, is it a British fleet who is the actual the yeah the, no yeah no yeah, it's the British yeah the British fleet where the where the boats um, kind of face off. Uh, parallel to each other. They do like this strange, the uh, Barbosa's boat does a strange maneuver where all of a sudden it's bam, parallel mm-hmm. with it, and they start firing the cannons. That's the exact shot. You kind of turn the corner out of the intro of the ride, and then you're in the middle of a cannon battle, and that is the exact scene. You're between the two ships. So that was the second thing that popped out to us the second we saw it on the movie. Okay. Was Barbosa in the ride, or, or, no. or was that a creation no. for the film? N- none, of the, none of the named characters, uh, none of the, the, the featured actors were... Any names we had ever heard before until the movie came oh, out? Oh right. See, I'm I'm still a complete ignoramus on this. I, <laughs> I, I, I I've got I, I've got to come over and, and experience this for yes, myself because then I can go back yes. and watch the films and go, aha, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, but it's a strange film. I mean, I haven't seen it for ages, but every every time I watch um, the Pirates of the Caribbean films, I enjoy them, but they're instantly forgettable. Um, and every time I watch them, it's like. Oh yeah, I remember this bit now, yeah. and uh, it's just something about them. I, I don't remember any of the dialogue. A lot of the scenes I, I've completely forgotten, and it's happened again um, for this uh, show today. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I've never walked out of one disliking it, but you're absolutely right. It's like once it's watched and over, that's about as far as the experience goes for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, every episode of this show, there seems to be an obligatory um, uh, cinema uh memory um so here here comes <laughs> this this one um when this film came out um i was working at the canterbury one and orlando bloom um grew up only just down the road and oh, wow. uh, this is really before you know internet really took off and i always remember his mum used to come in to watch the film no. <laughs> and she used to call she used to phone the cinema up you know when the next pirates film was going to come out or any orlando bloom film was going to come out she would ring up the cinema and say hello this is orlando's mum uh, are you showing the trailer for his new film and she used to come along and we used to let her in and just watch the trailer so she could see her son up on the screen you know oh yeah <laughs> that's nice 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, let's go ahead with a clip and uh, then we'll talk about it. So here's the clip. You can't beat me, Jack. So, Matt, when the film came out, were you were you a fan of the film when it came out? Yeah, I mean, I liked it well enough. It, but again, it's it's like we discussed earlier. I watched it and then left, and I was about it. We, I'm sure my wife and I probably discussed it the first one more than any of the other ones because that one more than any of the other ones. In fact, maybe solely uh, really related back to the ride, and we. I'm pretty sure we went to the ride within a week or so after to kind of just see what we had missed. And then that, and then that was it. But it's, but I didn't like just dismiss it. I just, it's, it was, it's one of those movies where I had fun with it and then I move on. It's not like, uh, yeah, I wasn't ready for the next one. The next one game and I saw, but I wasn't eager to see it. It's not like walking out of, of Kong or star Wars or something that I've been anticipating. I saw it, enjoyed it, moved on. Very strange. Cause usually I'm like that with movies I don't care anything about, but this one I did really enjoy, but then it was over so fast. It's, it's a very strange uh, type of film, I guess, when it comes to that. Yeah, it's almost like fast food, isn't it? You enjoy it. Sure, but, that's but, a but, great. But, but then yeah, it's gone. That's a great analogy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you saw it, what did you think of the effects, you know, when it first came out? Oh, when it first came out, I was actually um, pretty happy with the the way they use CGI. Instead of trying to add things that didn't exist in a sense. Well, I guess they kind of did because skeleton pirates don't exist, but it's like at least a skeleton and a, and a corpse and a, a pirate, you can kind of see happening in it. And it worked well, as opposed to trying to put in some kind of monster that just looked like something painted on the screen. So it was definitely, see, there was no mistaking it was CGI, but yet it was used just up to the cusp where it wasn't, making the entire movie a cartoon at least that's mm. how i felt about it mm. it's interesting you use the word cartoon there because i can remember when i when i watched it when it first came out i was thinking oh these are these effects they're a bit duff but the film itself is almost a cartoon in itself uh, maybe yeah. that's what worked for it as well that's a good point it's it wasn't you weren't supposed to necessarily believe this was happening it was a very fantasy type film and that yeah. maybe put me in a good mindset to accept a lot of things i was seeing yeah because when i rewatched it for this show you know so much has happened so many zombies have gone under the bridge um you know we've had walking dead and we've had these incredibly yeah. grim realistic modern depictions of the undead and so i was going into it thinking this is going to look really 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 bad but the film is so outrageously over the top and campy and fun that i'm thinking and also it's a disney film I'm, I'm i couldn't see in any of the behind the scenes uh documentaries or anything that there was a decision to tone down the uh skeletons to you know, so as not to scare away a potential disney kiddie audience yeah no it did not seem so no no and and also i mean uh, um when you look at some of the pre-production artwork, um, some of them are quite grim. Um, they're almost like, but you, you know, the art, artist Bernie Wrightson. 
I don't know the name. I may know the work. Yeah, he's an he's an illustrator. He he he's done a a small run of um, comic books, but uh, he he would really do illustrations, incredibly fine uh, detail work, and uh, some of his um, yeah undeads look just like some of the artwork that that they were producing. So I don't know if they initially were going to go for a far more realistic, unnerving, scary thing and then disney went now you've got to rein it in a bit you know mm-hmm. because i remember watching it and thinking oh, i don't know i don't know because and even now as what I, 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 I was watching it for this show you look at it and i know you know it's a lot more years since then and you know cgi has advanced an awful lot but even back then i was thinking it looks cgi that I, I don't believe for one second that that pirate is actually there you know yeah okay sure um, it, you, you can almost see the layers. You can see that that's a layer of a skeleton with a layer of a bit of skin, and there's a layer of cloth, and da 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 da. You know. But it it fitted in, and I think it suited the film. If that had been, you know, um, 28 days later or something like that, that is a serious undead film, and you had zombies like that, I think it would have been laughed off the screen. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you watch it again for this episode? Did you go back? No, and- I, I had wanted to, but, uh, my, as you know, my schedule the past couple of weeks has been a little busy, so I, I yeah. did not, I did not the entire film. I did catch up some, on some clips that were, uh, effects heavy on mm. YouTube. Mm. And what do you think of it when you did see them? I mean, do you, do you still think the same that you did back then or what do you think? Um, it's... Yeah, I guess it's a it, it's it's almost exactly like I remembered it. That was uh, something I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to kind of watch it and have it look a lot different, maybe a lot more. Uh, I guess maybe the fact that it, it's like I I do know it's CGI, and my expectations were to see CGI. Um, I wouldn't say it looked much different. My opinion really hasn't changed, and I think it has to do. And it's I think it has to do with the fact that what we were just discussing, it maybe more had to do with the story mm. allowing this kind of uh, special effects than the special effects are seeing on screen. And I, I'm starting to think that might be what my mind is forgiving a lot more than the, like my, uh, what, what I'm trying to say than the, um, mm, can't think of the word, the, uh, <laughs> the critical part of me. That's it. That's yeah. It. So it, it's still, I think it still worked fine with the story, the sword battle in and out of the moonlight. I mean, it's flawless. Absolutely not. But when you know the story that their true selves are seen in the moonlight when they have the gold coins, it's like it, my mind says that this is fine. And the I think I like the idea of it uh, enough that I forgive the apparent flaws that are happening as they're jumping in and out of the light. Yeah, I mean, I I went into it thinking oh, this is going to get uh, quite a low rating from me because I'm sure this is dated. Um, but I, I was quite surprised by uh, how much I still enjoyed it. You know, yeah. especially especially Barbara Barbarossa when he yeah. steps into the into the moonlight and his face dissolves. The the, the, the bit where he drinks the drink, um, not that convincing now because it's not so much you know his open chest and all the uh, bits of him that are missing. It's more the the liquid because they obviously yes. hadn't had the technology to animate water or wine, <laughs> yeah. you know, quite right. So that 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 took me out of it far more than he did. He he, he, he I think he stood up quite well. You know. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. Well, I, I think this is going to be a bit of a, a, a shorter episode than normal because there's not an awful lot more to say. Uh, there certainly isn't with behind the scenes. Um, as I said last week with um, Andrew, when we were talking about Alien and we were talking about the uh, Cinefix magazine that you used to be able to get, uh, mm-hmm. or you can still get, um, I used to get it because, you know, there, there was tons of information you read that they made a, a miniature and it was this size and they made it out of this and they painted it this way and they shaded it and they did this, that and the other. But now if, when you buy Cinefix, it's like we use this program to create this, this, this and this. It's like when you watch the, the behind the scenes on the star wars prequels you know and all the special effects documentaries it's just you're you're, you've just got a guy at a keyboard pointing to something on a monitor you know yeah yeah. so there's not really an awful lot (laughs) to say with behind the scenes yeah uh, i'd imagine it was motion capture suits all over the place yeah they was (laughs) sorry that was it. I guess I think it was the second one. I remember um, what is it? I, I always say this gentleman's name wrong. Bill Nye is that mm-hmm. his? Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Spot on. You got that exactly. Oh, right. yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he played uh, Davy Jones, and I was very excited about it. And like the first like production shots they sent out, it's like it was nothing but him in a gray suit covered with dots and triangles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, so I'm not really going to see him. Yes, his performance will be on screen, but and lo and behold, it's like. If, if I didn't know going into the movie he was Davy Jones, I would have never recognized him. I'm glad you mentioned that because that um, absolutely you, you know, shows the advances between the two Pirates films. Because with behind the scenes of this original one, what they would do, there, there was no motion capture. What they did... Oh, really? Had, <laughs> no, you had the actors on set... Uh, you had the, the, the humans and the pirates, uh, the actors playing the pirates, and they would rehearse it and block it. And they would, you know, it would almost become a dance. You know, they would, you know, rehearse their moves for the battle. Um, and then the pirate actors would move out of the uh, of the scene. And then the actors would do this exact same thing again to nothing. You know, mm. and then they would plop the undead pirates in. So there was no motion capture, not even on uh, Barbarossa. So it, I don't know the gap. It was what two years, three years between the first and the second pirate film. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of years, few years, something around there. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing advances, you know, in technology uh, between the two films meant that when the second one came along, they could motion control. It might be something to do with Lord of the Rings. You know, it might be in that interim. Oh, okay. Advances with Gollum. Um, animating Gollum with old Andy Serkis there, you know, opened up a new <laughs> way of doing things. You know. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, this is going to be a short one uh, this week because uh, we're going to go into the rating. So, wow, okay. What do you reckon on it, Matt? Ah, uh, see, that's uh, man. This one's this one's tough because I, I am. Uh, it's perfectly fine for the story it's telling, but it's not the best CGI we've seen yet. But then again, it's like that. We're gonna if this show continues for like the next ten years, we're going to be saying that about movies that came out today you know what i mean yeah it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah cgi inherently does not age well so and this one's quite a few years old now so i am actually going to say but i think with this i'm going to give it some extra points for the store because how it fits well with the story to this day and go with a seven so i'm kind of i would have been in the middle of the road with a five but i like how it works with the story so i'm going to throw on two more points and give it a seven for this show well, what you just said there was exactly right. You know, um, if it was in a different film, you could be quite unforgiving and, and give it quite a, uh, a low rating. But because it fits with the, uh, the mood of the film 
um it holds up but i'm not going to be as generous as you okay <laughs> I, I i i all along i was i was prepared to give it a quite quite a low one but i ended up wanting to give it a five which means it's just average mm-hmm. so uh, that gives it an average of a six okay which for cgi you know which is quite old now i i don't think that's too bad that's true yeah all right okay well, that's it then, Matt. Uh, <laughs> th- thanks for your short amount of time today. Oh, my pleasure. Although with an hour and a half uh, episode last week, maybe uh, our listeners might need a bit <laughs> right. of a uh, a bit of a break before the next one. I think I think next week's is uh, going to be quite a large one as well. So uh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, all right. all right, okay. Well, thanks for your time today, Matt. My pleasure. And thanks, everybody. Head over to Facebook. I don't know what we'll be able to find CGI um, uh, behind the scenes for the CGI, but uh, uh, I'll have a look. Cheers then. Bye bye.